Ah, July the 13th. What a great day it is today. It's a Wednesday. And even better, we have inflation CPI numbers coming out from the Fed. And as everybody else is telling you on YouTube right now, we saw peak inflation. What do you mean we didn't see peak inflation? What? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Alejandro Salomon and welcome to I'm Getting Too Old for This Shirt, where we talk about pretty much anything that I give a fuck about and nothing else. So today I want to talk to you guys about inflation about what just happened and what is going to follow uh, accordingly, well, according to me and what I'm seeing in the macro everywhere around the world. So let's start from the beginning. Today, the Fed announced their CPI rating. Remember, that's the core price index. That's the way we measure inflation. And you have to remember, it's completely inaccurate. And if they're giving you a number, just expect that number to be twice or sometimes even three times larger, okay? So... We were expecting anywhere between 8.6% and 8.8%. Anything underneath that was going to be amazing. Everybody would have jumped off their seats and we were going to go to the moon. Unfortunately, the number that we actually got was 9.1%. And a lot of people are freaking out. Why? Because on Friday, the Fed's going to come out, the Federal Reserve's going to come out, and they're going to hike interest rates. So now the market has priced already 0.75%. That's already in the cards. We already knew that. But now on the table, there's a 1% and even a 1.25%. If they go into those places, let's just say that the market hasn't priced it in. So the market's going to take a further shit. So what can we expect right now? I wouldn't expect the market to move a lot today. We saw like a little up and down volatility is expected in days like this. But I think it's going to be trading sideways until Friday or Sideways, but yeah, just a little uh, within the range, uh, within the ranges that it's been trading uh, until Friday. On Friday, depending on what the Fed says, we're going to see something important happen to the markets. But more importantly, more importantly, I want you guys to pay attention not to this Friday, the 15th. I want you to pay attention to Friday, the 22nd. That is a really important day around the world. And the reason why is uh, on the 11th, which was exactly on Monday, uh, Vladimir Putin and Russia shut down their pipeline, their gas pipeline that goes from Russia to Germany. And they shut it down for maintenance. This happens every single year. It's perfectly normal. But right now, as Europe is trying to face out Russian energy, Russian oil, Russian everything, Russian fucking pussy, Russian everything from their lives. Russia is saying, oh, really, ladies and gentlemen, let me explain to you why you need me right now. And there is a big belief right now that Russia is not going to turn on the gas anymore. If that really happens, if Russia doesn't turn up, like turn on the gas for Germany, let us remember that we're in the middle of an energy crisis. Europe has it way worse than anybody else right now because they're dependent from Russia, because they're dependent from others, right? We're seeing the weaknesses in their coin. We're seeing the euro went one-to-one -to, -one to the dollar right now. Uh, 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 is one-to-one -to, -one to the dollar. And that's a problem. A year and a half ago, the euro for uh, one euro, you would get $1.6. Now you're getting $1. That's a fucking loss of 60% on their currency, right? Uh, they're 60%, get the fuck out of here. 30% <laughs> on their currency, right there. So it's big, right? We're seeing it right now in the world. And, and, and on the other side, we're seeing the dollar. The dollar is really strong. The dollar is, keeps going up. Uh, if you're looking at the DXY, the dollar is, it looks like nothing's going to stop it from going all the way up. And that is terrible. I know that a lot of people think it's a good thing, but it's a terrible thing because it has repercussions. Repercussions around the world where other countries have their dollars, have their complete national foreign debt, 
in dollars. They got to pay everything in dollars. They got to pay energy in dollars. So if you're really looking at the barrel price of oil today and you're asking Spain, you're asking Italy, you're asking anyone in Europe, hey, how's energy prices? The oil has certainly come down. It has come down on the dollar. Remember that the euro went down and that they have to buy dollars to buy energy. So really energy is at an all-time high in Europe, if you think about it, when you make the conversion and put those things together. So Europe is entering an energy crisis, the size of which we've never seen in modern times. Never, never. We've never had this problem before at this level. And the reason why we have this problem, a lot of people don't know, it's because wonderful politicians want to put on a little metal. This is something I learned when I opened my water business, because I had no idea that it was so politicized. And by politicized, I mean, you can't talk about water. You literally can't around the world. And the reason why politicians don't talk about water and they don't do anything to the water infrastructure around the world and all they say is, we're going to save water, we're going to do things better, but they don't really do anything to make it happen is because it's a hot topic. Well, guess what? This is exactly the same thing. Just like the water, energy has been politicized. In what way? Every fucking idiot that wants to get elected comes out and says, we're going to destroy old energy. We're going to just support green energies. And that's what we're going to do. And fuck nuclear energy. The reason why politicians tell you that nuclear energy is bad is because they think you guys are morons and that you'll never understand that he's not. That he's the best, most efficient way to do energy around the world. Okay. And the safest. But they'll tell you otherwise and they'll fight it. And the reason why they'll fight it is because you guys are against it, because there's ignorance from the public. And instead of educating you, they want to go the easy route and say, solar panels, my dudes, solar panels are the shit. I don't know how many, uh, how many years ago I made a video in, when I was still making videos about cars, talking to you guys about energy and why we needed to switch to nuclear energy and cut the shit. But here we are today. And, and again, when you're seeing politicians in Europe come out and saying like, guys, guys, let's go back and use nuclear energy. Nuclear energy is really good for you. That is not the problem. The problem is that they're so desperate that they're going against everything that they know to make this announcement. Do you understand what I'm saying? The energy crisis, whether Germany opens back, uh, whether Russia opens up or not, the gas thing is happening right now in Texas. I'm getting fucking messages from everyone saying, uh, from my energy company saying, please don't use energy between these times and those times we're trying to save. There's an, uh, there, the, the grid's becoming like really overextended. So the problem is not just exclusive to Europe, it's everywhere. I mean, it was exposed here in Texas when we had like that freeze that basically killed all of the infrastructure here. Just one little freeze and then boop, all of the infrastructure in Texas was gone. So in Europe, they're having a worse crisis. They're putting limits on how much uh, you can, how much energy you can use times, and also about boiling water. They're telling you to boil water right now because th there's going to be a certain point where you're not going to be able to do it uh, after a certain time, etc. They're building restrictions on this, and that is considering that every single politician in Europe is telling everyone in Europe that it's going to be fine. Russia's going to open back this, and slowly we're going to phase out. Russian energy, Russian gas uh, uh, by, what is it, February or March of 2023. Now, I need you to understand that every single time politicians talk and they give us an estimate is wrong, like the Fed did, like the president did, like everyone is doing. 
Like with COVID, they always say, you know, we're only going to have a contraction of this and the contraction's more and the contraction is much larger. Then they tell you it's not going to affect anything and then it affects everything. There's not going to be a shortage. Then you see the fucking shortage. If politicians are already making you aware that there's a big problem in Europe with energy, they're just not making you aware that is in Russia's best interest to cut that right now. And if that happens, remember, people are really short-sighted. This is something I've learned through my life. People don't want to see ahead. People think someone else is going to fix it. If you're already having a crisis, an energy crisis in Europe in the summer, people are not worried because it's just hot. Cool, whatever. I'll go outside. I'll fucking get some rain on. I'll jump in the lake. I'll jump in the ocean. I'll get someone to spit on my face. Whatever the fuck you're into to get cooled off, you're going to do But the problem is when the time comes and it's cold and your life depends on that heat, things are going to change drastically. What causes markets to collapse? What causes market meltdowns? It's not technicals. It's called fear. And you guys haven't felt the fear yet. And yet there's a lot of people denying that this is happening around the world. Now, another fucking humongous problem that we have is that we're fighting energy inflation by giving people in Europe and in other places where energy is going out of hand, like out of controlling prices. They're giving them like little stickers and shit. So, oh, use this and it'll pay for your energy. People don't have any money right now. So instead, this is going to pay for it. Someone is paying for that, keeping the price that high, not making the problem better, but feeding it. It's just not coming out of your pocket. And that's something you should worry about because did you not learn anything that happened two years ago? Did you not fucking learn anything? Please, for the love of God, remember what happened two years ago. So now we're encountering this problem yet again. <coughs> inflation is being fought. Energy inflation is being fought with interest rates. That has nothing to do with it. Okay, nothing. Now, if we have an energy crisis, guys, and I need you to pay full attention to this. You have an energy crisis. What happens when the real limitations come in? Like when the grid can't take it anymore. When Russia shuts down your shit, And you need to produce more stuff. What happens? You can't open your factories every day like before. So in a way, you're going to see other shutdowns, kind of like in COVID. And what happened when we had those shutdowns? Anybody? Did you say inflation back there, Timmy? Because you're fucking right. Broken supply chains all around the world yet again, causing more inflation. Now let's talk about food. Because food, there's a big shortage around the world. There's insane droughts after the insane storms that we had last year. And now all of the crops are dying. And on top of that, geniusly in Europe and in the Netherlands, which by the way is the biggest food exporter in the fucking world. You know what we told them? Mm -mm. We're not going to put up with your cows farting anymore, guys. The methane your cows are putting out on the atmosphere is absolutely insane. So the farmers did what was right. They protested and they shut down. So if we're in the middle of a food crisis, energy crisis, and an inflation crisis, and we're raising the interest rates, and raising interest rates is awesome. But how the fuck are those things going to stop any of the real problems that we're seeing around the world? How the fuck are they going to start to uh, uh, make them better? Anyone selling you on the idea that we reach peak inflation and that the problem is over and we're going to go to the moon is a fucking moron. There's a lot of guys I watch on YouTube. I, they got to be doing it 
just for the clicks. They have to. Like, this is the bottom. The bottom is in. It's happening. The bottom is in. How? How in the fuck? You have the United States placed in the worst position it's been in I don't know how many years, probably ever, where they took the bait. They, they bought it. They bought it. They went in and someone put in front of them what people in the United States and especially the people that make the policy loves the most. You know what that is? Money. And they were like, guys, here's a pretty golden opportunity for you to fuck your people. Would you like to take it? And the United States didn't skip a beat. Just like it does with its medical system, what it does with their war, uh, uh, with the wars uh, infrastructure, just what it does with the food, with everything. They were like, yes, another shot at fucking everyone out of money. They printed all this money and then they took it back and then they realized, oh shit, we overdid it. We fucking overdid this at the worst time possible. And then you have on the other side a dude that we've been saying is absolutely crazy, insane, probably has cancer or lost his mind, Vladimir Putin. That dude's making more and more sense every single fucking day. He just came out and said a few days ago, literally came out and said, this game is done. This whole thing, what you guys are seeing is the dollar collapsing, the US losing its power and really not knowing what to do anymore. We are done with the standard that the US put sanctions on the world. We're done. And, and listen, I don't agree with Vladimir Putin's war. I don't, obviously. It, killing one person to me is fucking absolutely wrong in any way you wanna shape it or not. But the dude is right. We go out there and our presidents are war criminals. Like even George Bush said it on TV. They come out, they declare war against something. They fuck 300,000 people dead, right? Like that's what we did in Iraq. That's what we did in Afghanistan and for nothing, for absolutely nothing. And yet nothing happens to us. But dude, fucking Vladimir Putin going to one country, killing 5,000 people, man. We should sanction him, we should stop him, we should get him the fuck out of the world, and we should do the same thing we did to Cuba, Venezuela, and all these guys that we've destroyed. It's not working anymore. It's not working. And it's not working because we took the bait on the massive money printing, on the get rich fucking quick scheme, and we took it. And now the US is standing in a place where they can't fucking go anywhere else but down. If we start having a heated economy again and shit starts to go up, Inflation would destroy us forever. And we would have a Mexico 94. We would have an Argentina every three months. We would like we would be in Lebanon right now. We would have those problems. We are to the point where our politicians, the biggest pieces of shit in the world that only give a fuck about elections, just like they did in Europe and said, like, we need to go back to nuclear energy. They're destroying our economy in election times, guys. And the reason why they're doing this is not because they're evil. It's not because they want to, it's because they have to. Because they got fucking played and they didn't realize that that was happening because greed is fucking incredible here. But now, now, what is more important than greed? Because to us, we love that delicious money. Mm, if we can kill everyone and get that money would be great. But you know what? We can stop that. Because you know one thing that we love more than money? Ah, oh, power. We need power over fucking everyone in this world and we need to destroy them and have them play by our rules because if we do that, we'll get all the money. So based on that, we are selfishly destroying our economy so that we don't lose that global power that we have with our dollar. Because we're seeing countries dump it from their bags, 
are at around 10 to 12% rate, right? Their US dollar reserves have dropped by that much percentage in the past two years. So you're telling me, no, the dollar is going to be the strongest. You also heard Vladimir Putin come out with uh, Xi Jinping from China and say, we need a better coin, guys. We need something that's backed up by gold. And now it makes sense why these motherfuckers were getting all the gold reserves all this time. And I was wondering, why the fuck are these countries buying so much gold? Now we get it. They're trying to make an alternative to all these fucking problems that we're seeing right around the world. It is fucking terrible. We are in this mess and don't get it wrong because we caused it. We caused the energy crisis through our politicians that are fucking stupid as fuck because they wanted some votes. This is what we got. We have a food crisis because the same thing. We don't want to talk about global warming. We don't want to talk about rains. We don't want to talk about fires. We don't want to talk about droughts. Same fucking thing. There's a global pandemic. Let's fucking print all the money in the world so that we can get that delicious money to our richest people. How's that working out? And now we got to do fucking interest rates to the top, but we're in the middle of something and somewhere we can't fucking escape. And that is inflation. We're in a little loop. Now, now, I want you guys to fucking pay attention to this. Do you legitimately think China, starting the pandemic, went after Alibaba and all of these fucking delivery companies that grew up insanely everywhere else in the world, right? Like we saw all of those companies fucking blew the fuck up anywhere else in the world. And China was like, fuck you, I'm going to destroy you. Then China came after their gig uh, gigantic tech companies and they were like, fuck you, I'm going to destroy you. And they did. Then they decided to go after the biggest builders out there and said, fuck you, I'm going to destroy you. And they did. Then they went after their banks and said, fuck you, I'm going to destroy you. And they did. Then they went after their people and said, fuck you, I'm going to destroy you. And then they locked down. Do you guys really think China is doing these things or these things are happening to China randomly? Do you really? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Um, huddle to goat, bro. I enjoy your podcast so much. Your content super educational and helpful. Thank you very much. And I'm sorry that I leave you guys hanging sometimes. Uh, it's a, a problem that I have. It's just, I have so many fucking other things going on. I'm raising money for something else that we're expanding, blah, blah, blah. It's so much work. Either way, let's get back to this. The problem is, the problem is that this period of deflation, this period of consolidation and this period of deglobalization, because we have to understand there are blocks being formed right now, right? There's China, Russia, Africa that have like that huge block and now welcome India. Those guys, huge populations, huge amounts of land and huge infrastructure providers, whether it's food, metals, uh, um, energy, etc. They have that block going on. Right now, we're fighting over Europe. This is why Europe is in the situation that it is right now. Because the United States is the big brother that will defend you no matter what, if you're like his brother. But as soon as you get home, I'm also going to beat the fuck out of you, right? So two to three years ago, China and the United States, uh, China and Europe started working on a free trade deal. They wanted to get technology from one side and then products from another and be able to trade freely. The first one to object about that was the United States, right? So that means China has an interest over that market. Right now with this energy crisis, Vladimir Putin is making them see 
that they're full of shit and that they depend on them, not the United States. What was Biden's response? What was the United States' response? We're sending Europe on a boat oil, which is way more expensive than getting it right there, right? So the U.S. is becoming the provider. And now that the gas crisis is coming in, guess who's going to send gas on a boat? And guess how much more expensive that gas is because it's coming not only from the United States, but you have to pay it in dollars when your coin is absolutely in the shithole. This is a big problem that we have. And before we even think about like going to the moon and that inflation is over, we have to look at the whole macro one more time and see. The energy crisis hasn't peaked. We still haven't gotten to the point where people are dying from it because it will. Mark my words, it will. The food crisis, <laughs> same thing. If we went fucking ballistic into the grocery stores and the supermarkets and took all the toilet paper when there was COVID, what's going to happen now that they're going to tell you, by the way, start rationing some food? What's going to happen? Okay. Then there's nothing but the Federal Reserve. Uh, uh, there's nothing the Federal Reserve can do but keep tightening, right? Tightening financial conditions. The problem is regular people don't have any money. The problem is the economy started to slow down a year ago. Why a year ago? Because people spent all their money, all of their incentive money, all of the money that they didn't spend during the pandemic, all that stuff was gone at that, that, that point. And then we're starting to see the market come down. It's almost at the same time, it makes me feel like the Fed is trying to make it look like they're the ones causing it and they're the ones talking about this issue. But the fact is they have no power over it. They're fucked and they want to make it seem like they're the ones controlling the narrative that they're the ones in control of the situation when they're not they're not they can keep the interest rates as they are right now and not do anything else i i don't think much would change to be honest with you um it's worrisome because again it's a problem that people don't have any more money like we got to that point and we can't give them any more free money because if we give them any more free money our dollar is going to explode and if our dollar explodes we lose that power and if we lose that power we can be rich out of nowhere. So as you guys can fucking see all of these things happening at the same time in the same year, ask yourself, when is it gonna get any better? Is it now or is it in a year from now? What's more likely? A year from now, right? Than now. Now, I'm a big proponent of Bitcoin. You guys know this. I think Bitcoin will be, and again, this is why it's primed to be a currency. We see it with uh, uh, Vladimir Putin in China getting together and saying, we need a new world currency, guys. Here's the gold, right? Like the fact he's limiting the supply of the currency so that it works and that people feel safe because we're learning what printing money does to everyone. <laughs> we're learning that. So I'm a big proponent of Bitcoin and I'm one of those people that said Bitcoin's never going to come down from $20,000. Never going to be more than $20,000, uh, never going to be less than $20,000. If Bitcoin gets to $20,000, this is something I legitimately thought. I'm going to sell my fucking house and buy Bitcoin. Now, in the middle of this crisis, in the middle of this liquidity pullout, what makes the Bitcoin network work? It's called energy. Miners mine with energy. Now, there's a lot of people that will say, yeah, but this is fine because we want to see the hash rate's going to come down. Some miners are going to go out of business, but those are the miners that don't control their destiny because they, they don't have full control over their power. You're correct. You're 100% correct. And then the other side is, 
and you have to look at it this way, there's not that many miners. This is a humongous problem. There's not a lot of people that are self-sustaining. There's not a lot of brilliant people that make a business knowing that this shit could happen and can fucking take them out. Bitcoin is energy. We have an energy crisis with energy restrictions across the globe, across the fucking globe. What do you think is going to happen? And now I'm not saying Bitcoin's going to never going to come back and man, this. No, this is the perfect entry for anyone and everyone that didn't get into it before. This is going to be the most precious entry you've ever seen. Why? Because Bitcoin, it's actually an inflationary real time indicator. When they inflated our money supply, Bitcoin price went up instantly. Like that's the relation of it. That's what makes sense. You drain liquidity, the first thing that went down was Bitcoin. Now, you're going to drain liquidity, kill hash rate, kill miners. Mm -mm. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. And also, by the way, because of everything we talked about before, because we're seeing a slowdown in the economic uh, landscape, because we saw Russia getting penalized for being a brutal motherfuckers, 5,000 people. How dare you not get to 300,000 people like we do? Uh, because Europe is going through that thing. I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought <laughs> with, my, with my acting. Um, I was saying the, the money supply, the Bitcoin, the energy. The, so we're going through this energy crisis with Bitcoin. And that, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> so we're going through this energy crisis and Bitcoin, like I said, is energy. You think that's the end of it. And then jumping to the companies. Do you guys really think eliminating 10% of your business around the world is going to get you better yields, better returns? No. Then you also have the fact that most people have already given away the money that was given to them and all of the savings that they had, right? So that means companies are going to sell less. That means companies' reports are going to fucking decrease. You're looking at real time, like the big CEOs, the smart ones are firing people. The idiots, Ford, GM, et cetera, are hiring people. That's showing you 100% where are we at? You don't have to look for indicators outside. Like business is wonderful, guys. A lot of these guys that I watch online that talk about the economy, I'm not sure if they do it for clicks with the, we touched the bottom or not, or, or they really are this ignorant. There was one guy that I used to follow that talked about inflation being uh, uh, transitory. It's like most of these guys invest in properties and know how to read charts and invest in the market. And with that, they think, oh, I got a pretty good, dude, if you have businesses, if you do businesses with other places around the world, you start hearing the real shit. You start really getting a gauge of the balance. The United States' best interest is to get fucking real estate to go up every single day. Your job's not that hard. I, I excelled at it and I'm a moron. So I, I don't see how any of these things that are happening, which are pretty clear and evident, are gonna help the stock market go up at some point. There is going to be more inflation. There are countries already raising taxes to fight inflation, which by the way, it's like a double tax on the idiots, right? So they're raising taxes now to fight inflation. When you raise corporate taxes, my guys, you make less money. It's simple. When the, when the money's worth less, what, what are we seeing here? And then we have to cool down real estate to the point where we have to kill it in the United States. 
So in 2008, we saw every single thing get destroyed, every single asset class. We saw the stock market, crypto didn't exist, thank God. We saw um, uh, 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 the stock market, real estate market. We saw pretty much everything just collapse in 2008. And we had nothing, none of the problems that we have today, none, none, not even close. So again, this is as someone who does crypto and he's in love with crypto and all that shit, crypto has never seen one of these crises. Lots of you guys are so young, you don't even fucking remember 2008. You don't know what a crisis is like. A crisis is fucking terrifying. When no one has money, when everybody's losing their homes, when everybody's losing their jobs, and you start hearing from people like, please help me out nonstop in your circle, you start to feel it, you start to gauge it, you start to understand it. So far, none of that has happened yet, none. And we are in a horrendous position. So please, before you hear, this is the bottom, we've touched the bottom, we're gonna go to the moon. Pay attention to what's going on around the world. That's about it, that's about it. There's nothing else. And I just wanna repeat this one more time. All of these problems that we have, we've caused them ourselves. Our politicians did the energy crisis problem by promising green energy and not understanding deficits and balances in the same in the same field energy our politicians caused the food crisis around the world with their stupid fucking policies like we're seeing in the netherlands or with their climate change denying or their climate change overdone bullshit okay the inflation problem whether it's inflation or deflation whatever the two problems you want to categorize it in it's caused by us we printed more money and now we're raising the interest rates the, the, the fuel prices and every single energy cost going up, it's us because we sanctioned Russia. We did that, okay? There's not one fucking thing going on in this world that wasn't man-made. Not one of the negative things that is going on. What is the solution moving forward? <laughs> one, I'm, I'm willing to accept and I'm prepared to say this there's no solution, none. We're fucking, I said this, we're gonna die like in 20 years, probably less now. Um, uh, there's no solution because the solution has to be changed the entire way that everything works. We can't have politicians be fucking scum, like cocksuckers that don't know anything other than just raise money for campaigning and then raising money during campaigning to change reform to benefit companies. We can't have that. We need our politicians to be treated like the Formula One guys uh, that run teams, people that are respected, people that you look up to, people that would never in, your, in their life do what you think they're gonna do for you, but they come in because it's a great honor. We pay them a fuck ton of money, but they can be on the markets and they can have these conflict of interest that we have. Because the problems that we have right now are simply based on fucking simple greed. Nothing else. I wish, there was really aliens coming in and fucking doing all these terrible things and magicians and whatnot. This is all man-made. And it's all man-made because we're always picking, like South Park says, between a douche and a turd, because we don't realize that it's the same shit. No matter what they look like, no matter what they sound like, no matter what party they're in, whether you live in Europe or you live here, all those cocksuckers are getting rich off your back by not doing anything. We need to change that. And again, we're never gonna do that. I'm just giving you the solution. That's it.